Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Come on, we serve a risen king. Come on, he is not in the grave. He's out of the grave. See, Jesus didn't play play dead. He actually what he was nailed on the cross for all of our sins. Anything that you can imagine, it's on the cross. Then he went into the grave. He he really died, but he didn't play, he didn't play dead. Then he got up, and re- he got up from the grave. So the Lord is is telling me to to share this with someone. Stop playing dead. He wants you to rise up because you serve a living king. See, God is going to resurrect your hope. He's going to resurrect your faith. He's going to resurrect your peace. He's going to resurrect your joy. He's going to resurrect your purpose. Amen. So God wants me to speak directly into this home here. This home that that I'm in right now, this home is blessed. He says he's going to resurrect old dreams you thought was dead old dreams are going to be raised up in this home amen he says this home is my temple jesus is in this place this morning jesus wants to be in your home this morning he wants to be in your home every day hallelujah i'm excited about that thank you for joining us this morning Resurrection Sunday is a very significant day. Amen. This is exciting. So we cannot wait to, to be with you all um, again. Uh, but, but right now, we're going to make the best of what we have. Amen. God's still moving. He's still moving. He is still moving. If you will, just turn with me to Luke 24. We, we're going to... Uh, start in verse 13. If you, if you can, just stand as we read to the word together. We are still in our living series. Amen. What an appropriate word for today. Living. Living. It says, now behold, two of the men were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Mm. But their eyes were restrained so that he did not know him. They did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have have you not known the things which have happened there in these days? (laughs) And, And he said, which is Jesus, he said to them, What things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and all the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death 
and crucified him. But we were hoping, we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and a certain woman of our company arrived at the tomb early, astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said, he was alive. And a certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him that did not see, but him they did not see, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? In the beginning at Moses, all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So my subtitle for us today is Rise Up rise up. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for your son. Thank you for loving us so much that you gave your only begotten son. For us, for us, all that we can imagine, all the things that we go through, all the things that we need, it is on the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for his body. Father, thank, it's a great honor to minister your word, Lord God, think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords this morning. Have your way in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Slap somebody in your home before you sit down or you can stand up. Amen. There's a lot of slapping going on here. So anyone that's been a, a Christian for a while kind of know who Jesus was, why he died. Well, you would think right? Because some people really don't know why he died. It's not, they know what the Bible said about his death, but their heart says otherwise, right? So, but we know that Jesus is the son of God. He died to rescue us from sin. We know all of our sins are on the cross, but a lot of times we focus only on his death, which is very important. We need to continue to focus on his death, remind ourselves of his death, his sacrifice for us. But we don't focus often enough on how Jesus lived or why Jesus lived. See, he didn't just become a human and lived um, 33 years just to explain his death, right? That would, be, that would be frustrating. He has to come back to us all the time just to explain his death, right? That would, that would be a little frustrating. Right? I think Jesus' life was a message. His life was a message. So here we have two disciples who didn't understand Jesus' death. And if they didn't understand Jesus' death, they didn't understand why he lived. So here they were conversing with one another, and Jesus had to come back to explain his death to them. As a matter of fact, they started walking away from Jerusalem instead of towards it. Jerusalem was the center of a piece of God's promise. 
It's where everything happened. So when Jesus died, they walked away from the promise because he was gone. See, if you don't understand why Jesus died, you won't understand how to live. You will walk away from the promise instead of towards it. See, you could spend the majority of your life searching for a promise instead of living it. All the things that was prompt, all the things that were put was put on a cross for us, amen, we will be searching for healing all the time, searching for breakthrough. And God is saying that I'm not going to send Jesus back on the cross. It is already done. Stop searching for what you already have. See, when Jesus died, they had no direction because they didn't know how he lived or why he lived. But, and if you don't know why he lived, you will have no identity. John 10.10 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have, have it more abundantly. See, if we don't understand that Jesus came to give us life, we will always be searching for validation identity, fulfillment, recognition, amen, acceptance. All that is on the cross. See, we will be searching for the wrong thing, right? See, you know what sin is? Sin is searching for the right thing in the wrong place. <laughs> and all that we need, God is saying all that we need is in Jesus. It's in Jesus. So Jesus had to come back and explain his resurrection. He had to explain his crucifixion to them. But when he showed up, they didn't recognize him. They couldn't even see if it was Jesus. And so back to our, our, our text here, uh, Luke 20, 15 says, So it was, while they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. Their eyes were restrained. That means that they could not see past their pain. As a matter of fact, if you read, if you do a study on this, when it says that their eyes were restrained, it's actually God blinded their eyes so they, so they wouldn't see Jesus. It's, it's because you cannot, he will not allow you to see spiritual things with secular eyes. He won't allow you to see spiritual things with secular eyes. Amen. If your eyes are not fixed on Jesus, you will not, you will not understand his resurrection. Come on. I hope somebody in, in the homes there are with me this morning. I think I got a few people here that are with me. See, they could not see that he was alive. See, they were standing next to hope but had no hope. They were standing next to the king of peace, but had no peace. Amen? So they were standing next to the chain breaker, but still felt in bondage. Amen? They, had, they, they were standing next to the way maker, but they had no direction. Amen? So we can be standing next to Jesus and not know he is there. See, some people cannot recognize the hand of God on their lives. Amen? So remember, who you are will dictate what you see. 
if you know you are a child of God, you will see yourself as a child of God. So the disciples, they, they didn't know. They spent all this time walking with Jesus. They weren't one of the 12, but they still spent time with Jesus. And they didn't know that they were a child of God. So here's Jesus. He begins to reveal himself, begins to reveal himself. Jesus saw their confusion and could, could tell they needed some, someone to guide them. So he decided to join them. So when he joined them, he asked them two questions. He asked them two questions. What kind of conversations are you having? See, when Jesus asks you a question, he already know the answer. He just asks you the question so that way you are aware what's in your heart. <laughs> He's like, what kind of conversation, what kind of conversations are you having? Like, is it, is it, is it, are you speaking death into a situation or are you speaking life? Are you speaking the resurrection spirit into something or are you speaking death into it? So what kind of conversations are you having? He will make us aware of, of, of the conversations that we are having. God is saying, stop feeding fear and asking me for more faith. I'm going to let that marinate for a little bit. Uh, let you think about that for a second. Stop feeding fear. Whatever you're doing, stop feeding the fear and asking God for more faith. Get rid of the fear. You will have more faith. The faith is already there. Just get rid of the fear. He already given you faith. Oh, man, that, a, that might preach one day. Second question. Second question he asked them. He, just, he says, what things? So he was asking them, he was asking them what things? Like, he, he, was, he was searching their hearts of, like, what things? What does him dying on a cross, what does him dying on a cross meant to them? Like, what does it mean? What things? And they started to talk about Jesus of Nazareth and how he, they crucified him and all this. They were talking to Jesus about Jesus. <laughs> they were talking to him about Jesus. So, and so they were, and they got to a part where they were talking about how they all went to the grave and he was not there. And they stopped with that. They stopped there. When they, after they didn't see him in the grave, they walked away from the promise. They walked away from Jerusalem. Amen. See, Jesus rose up from the grave so that way we don't have to mourn a dead body. If Jesus never rose up, we'll all be at the grave to Jesus. Be like, oh, Lord, help me, help me. Lord, Jesus, please, please, Jesus, please. He said none, none of our, our sins or all that is in the grave is, is on a cross. He put it on a cross first. Jesus has gone up. He's, he rose from the dead. So we keep going to the, they, they, were, they went to his grave thinking that he was there. He is not there. Some people keep going back to their tombs of their past, visiting their tombs of their past. Amen. Jesus died. Jesus rose up from the dead so we can rise from our problems. Stop reliving and stop retel retelling the mistakes that you made, the failed relationships that you have. Stop visiting those tombs. Amen. Jesus said, it's not even in there. I, I rose up already. It's not even in there. I died for whatever you went through in life, I already died for. I want you to write this down. To me, this is powerful. I'm hoping you receive it as power. There isn't anything you have gone through or, or going through or will go through Jesus have not died for. It's nothing you've gone through 
or going through right now. I'm talking about this current situation that we're in right now, what we're all going through together. Jesus died for it already. So there, there's a plan behind this whole thing. He is still, like Jesus didn't quit. Like he is still working. He's praying for us, as Pastor Steve said earlier, he's praying for us right now. He is still working on our behalf, interceding for us. God is still moving, amen? So it's nothing you've gone through in the past or gone through right now or will go through. He has not died for. See, God lived your yesterday. He is, he is living your today, and he already lived your tomorrow. Isn't that awesome? He says, it is finished. That means there is a resurrection power on your yesterday, in your, on your today, and in your tomorrow. So Jesus kind of rebuked these two disciples as they were sharing what happened during the crucifixion. He said to them, you slow of heart. He actually called them foolish first. He says, he said, Jesus said they were slow of heart. It says in Luke 20, 25, it says, then he said to them, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? See, the foolishness was rooted in their inability to see their lives fit in the Bible. Hmm. They could not understand the importance of why Jesus died on the cross and why he rose from the dead. When you don't see the direction the Bible is leading you to, you will go in a different direction. Mm. So they were slow to believe. So it's not like they didn't believe, but they were just slow to believe. God is telling someone, you need to catch up. He said they were slow to believe. So my, my grandmother used to say the funniest thing in the world. It's the funniest phrase to, to me. She used to say when someone does, um, uh, dis, didn't know something that was really obvious or they didn't think something was true that was obviously true, she would, says, she would say, boy, you don't believe sugar sweet. No, you have to understand that. She didn't say you don't believe sugar is sweet. You got to take out the is. She said you don't believe sugar sweet. But that's true. Some people don't believe sugar sweet. It's too slow. Sugar is sweet. If you keep taking a lot of sugar, you will be diabetical. <laughs> she said you don't believe sugar sweet. Amen. So people are too slow, right, too slow to believe. Amen. So Jesus died so we could be redeemed. First Corinthians 6.20 says, for you, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That, that, mean, that, that, that means that God brought you back from something. He brought us back from something. So God is saying to someone today, that something else is taking them away. He says, I want you back. Whatever the situation is, whatever the person is, I want you 
back. You are mine. You are not the enemies. You are mine. You are not theirs. I want you back. See, they can't love you like I love you, God says. I'll never disappoint you. I'll never leave you. I will never let you down. I will never lie to you. As a matter of fact, the Lord is saying to someone right now, you don't have to worry about me trusting you. You just trust me because if you are in me, I will be in you, and I trust myself. I trust myself. Just let me do all the work God is saying. Just come to me. Just live with me. Just come to me. Sometimes don't, just don't complicate the situation. Right? Just go to Jesus. Just keep coming to Jesus no matter what you're going through right now. He is comfort in Jesus. It's comfort. He is our redeemer. He is our redeemer. We all need to say so, say so, say so. <laughs> he, is, <laughs> he is the redeemer. <laughs> he is our redeemer. So why did Jesus live? We talked about his death, but why did he live? We can talk about a lot of reasons why Jesus lived. We can talk about how he came to fulfill the law Right, because any time that we try to uh, 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 work the law, we it just shows us how flaw flawed we are, right? And so Jesus had to come and fulfill the, the law. But it's, it's a lot of reasons that we can we can talk about why Jesus lived. But I'm gonna give you two reasons why this morning. One, he lived so he can establish communion with us. Uh, this is so powerful. So we're going to continue with, with our story. We're going to go to verse 28. So Luke 24, verse 28. We're going to continue with it. Then they drew near to the village where they were going. And he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went and stayed with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then, then their eyes were open, and they knew him. And they, and then, then um, they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 and those who were with him gathered together, saying, the Lord is risen indeed and has ha appeared to Simon and they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. This is extremely powerful. Jesus, Jesus was on the road with them, and he started to explain all the scriptures. He started talking about the Old Testament, how he was there then. And he is here now. And so after he got done ex explaining all the scriptures, after he got done to revealing himself, they wanted Jesus to stay with them. 
This is powerful. They wanted Jesus to stay with them. They did not want him to leave. They wanted to abide in him. Amen. It's so powerful. Like, Jesus, stay with us. Please don't go anywhere. Don't ever leave me. Stay with us. Somebody said, Jesus, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't ever leave. He is the, he's the company that don't ever have to leave. Amen. So after we're done today, the blessings are going to kick us out, but Jesus can remain. Amen. As a matter of fact, as you're setting up a table this morning, make sure Jesus is at the head of the table. Amen. Make sure he is there. He has all the answers. He, so they were on the road, and he started to explain. He became the Bible. He started to describe to them all that took place. He started to tell them that everything in the Old Testament pointed to him. And then, and then what happened as he sat at the table, right, and broke bread with them, that's when their eyes were open. So it was the breaking of the bread that that got their eyes to, they were able to see who he was. They, he was able to, they were, he was revealed to them. See, Jesus is the bread of life. He is the bread of life. Amen. So when it, Jesus always used bread for a miraculous healing, always used bread in a, a miraculous moment as he fed the 5,000, the breaking of bread is so significant. He says, Jesus says, I am the bread of life who came from heaven, came down from heaven. If you eat of this bread, you will have everlasting life. Jesus is the bread of life. See, when we open up our hearts to him, he comes and sits at our tables of our hearts. He, it allows us to see him more clearly. See, the table is where bonding takes place. It's where we learn of him. Make room for Jesus at your table. He lived to commune with us. He lived to commune with us. Come on, somebody shout or something. I don't know. Yes. So Jesus lived so, so he can establish communion with us. He died so we can live our lives fully with him each day. So he lived to commune with us. He died so we can have victory in him. That is awesome. So when, they, when their eyes were open, they rose up. They rose up and they went back to Jerusalem. They went back to the promise because they realized who Jesus was. So the second reason why he lived it's because he is the living word. He is the living word. John 1, 14 says, And the word became flesh, and it dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is why Jesus lived, to be God's word, his truth his instructions, his will in human flesh. So God is saying to us right now, you want to see the Bible lived correctly? Here's my son. Watch him. Watch him. So Jesus 
is the message. His life is a message from God. The word became flesh and it healed and fed and taught the crowds. The word showed love and grace to sinners without compromising the truth. So what does this all mean for us? You said all this stuff, Pastor, what does this all mean for us? What God is saying to us today, our lives should be a message from him. We need to be that living word. We need to be that living word. The meaning is that God attends people to, to be affected by his words when they see those words lived out in their lives of others. See, Jesus lived according to God's ways. Amen. So we need to be that word. It's not enough to just speak the word. We have to live the word. We have to live the word out. So God wants your life to be a message. I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get in the way of God. I don't want to get in the way of God. I've learned now it's never about me. It's about the message. It's about the message. It's about the message. I want, when people, when I talk with people, when, when they walk away from me, I want them to say, he is a message from God. God will always give you a message to deliver someone, to, to, to someone. Amen? I'm hoping you are enjoying this. So God wants us to be a message. We have to live and die every day. Spiritually speaking, we have to live and die every day. You take that, your flesh and you nail it to the cross. All those insecurities, all those doubts, amen, all those fears, you bring it, you nail it on the cross, and then you rise up and live like Christ. So every day you take your flesh, you nail it to the cross, and you bury it, amen, and you rise up and live like Christ. Live out the message, amen. Live out the message of God. I'm hoping that you receive this message today, that God, we serve a risen king. He is alive. He is not in the grave. So that means we have that same power that rose Jesus from the dead. Do you understand that? The same power that rose Jesus from the dead is inside of us. What does that mean for us? God is saying that you need to, arise, you need to rise above all obstacles. You need to rise above all problems that you have. Because you have resurrection power in you. Like he sent Jesus on the cross. God is not going to do that again. He's not going to send Jesus back to the cross. It's already done. He did that already. You have to understand why he died in order to live. And you have to understand why he lived. He lived so we can so he can have communion with us. So he can always talk with us. He always sup with us at the, at the table. 
Isn't that an awesome God? How powerful he is. He comes down in living flesh and sit at the table breaking bread. He, he lived to never leave us. Never leave us. Does this, when the disciples realized who he was, that Jesus, can you come and stay with us? Can you come and stay with us? I think that's the attitude we all need to have. Jesus, can you, can you come and stay with us? Can you, can you come and stay with us? Please don't leave. Don't ever leave. I'll never be the same without you. I am nothing without you, Jesus. Please, I don't want one moment without you. Please don't leave. Jesus, come, stay. We'll make a room for you. As a matter of fact, I give you the keys. This is your house. This is your home. You dwell here. Please stay. Don't ever leave. Don't ever leave. There are some people out there that don't know Jesus. That's heavy on my heart. Jesus is not in their home because they have not invited him in. Those that know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you make sure Jesus is in your home because as people walk in your home, maybe not now, in a little while, but when they walk in your home, they sense the presence of God. When I walked in this home, when all this happened, I walked in this home. As, as I was driving down the road, I saw nothing but sadness. But when I walked in this home, I sensed the presence of God in this place. I sensed the presence of God. This is the place we need to be. This home is blessed. Don't ever ask Jesus to leave. Come stay with me. Come stay with me. I hope you enjoy this message. Happy resurrection. I pray that you and your family enjoy this time. But make sure you make a place for Jesus at the head of your table. Amen. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.